seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have me, Sacred Stone. Oh, this you crazy mother. Welcome to this week's edition of Skip the Tutorial, number one video game podcast in Austin, Texas. I, uh, one of your hosts this week, Bryant Sherman Hemsley Daniels, and joining me across the universe on Skype is none other than Todd Drew Brees Fortner. What's going on, man? Man, who that? What's up, bro? You know. Recording on a different day today, man. We're switching it up for the fe- for the folks. Yeah, man. We got a we got a little bit of a different schedule today, man. Uh, there's a reason for that. Um, first of all, if this is your first time joining us, we're a video game show. Generally, what we do is we run down what we've been playing, some video game news, and then a roundtable. Occasionally, though, we do a mini-sode. A mini-sode. This week's a mini-sode. Uh, Todd, what is our subject this week, and why is our subject so crucial this week? Man, top seven classic games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and specifically pinned down like in the 80s. Yeah, top you know seven I mean? 80s. We were about to do like pre-2000s and we just had to pin it down to the 80s. There's so many classics, man. And the inspiration for this week's top seven happens to come from the classic Game Fest that's going to happen in Austin this upcoming weekend that we're going to be at. Yeah. It's, it's going to be great. I'm excited. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm thinking you excited. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm yeah, super man, excited. They got pinball. So that's yeah, man. They got they gonna what? Hold on. What else they got? Man, they what's, got what's gonna be going on, man? They sent they sent the shout out to say hey, you know, get some some people out, and I hope that there are some people in Austin. We just you know talked about being the number one gaming podcast in, in Austin, man. And I know it's at least one person out there that yeah. fucks with us. That'll- there's got to be one. I mean, come on, man. Come down to the Classic Gaming Fest if you're in Austin, Texas. Come join us. We'll be there. Look for the Skip the Tutorial shirts. Uh, but we got free retro gaming tournaments, free play arcade and pinball, classic video game museum. If you got games that you want to trade, they got a cash for games station. You're going to get a lot more there than you're probably going to get at some place like uh, GameStop. I don't know. Wink, wink. I- I, I can guarantee you. Shit. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? All right, come on, man. If you Did gotta, you see that meme when they, when they was talking about uh, somebody was going to buy GameStop or some shit? And oh. they was talking about they were going to sell it for like, what, what, how much was it? Like a dollar sixteen? Like a dollar. I'll give you a dollar sixteen for GameStop. That's exactly like, come it. Come on, bro. Yeah, man. Karma is a bitch. And the truth is her husband. Hell My bad, bro. yes. If you got a broken old system, broken Nintendos, broken 64, broken PlayStation, broken Dreamcast, they got a repair station up there. You can pay to get it repaired. If you're a costumer, if, uh, what are they called? What do they do when they dress up in costumes? Cosplay. Oh, cosplay. Oh, yeah. Cosplay. Yeah, yeah. If you're cosplaying, <laughs> check out our Instagram <laughs> and come to the Classic Gaming oh, Fest dressed up love, in costume. <laughs> Okay, let's just slide with everything, bro. <laughs> you, you 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 hit you hit the cars real heavy on that one, and it was hilarious. I was just thinking of something else, but that will be said later. Uh, they got fan groups, special guests. They got music. Mega Ran is going to be closing out the show on Sunday. I'm a personal. I'm a personal. Personally, I'm a huge fan of Mega Ran. Love Mega Ran's music. Amazing, amazing stuff. They got a lot going on here. It's July 28th through the 29th there in Austin, Texas. Uh, we're releasing this the day before it starts, so please join us, and we will have an episode covering everything we did at the Classic Gaming Fest next week. Ain't that right, Todd? 
Oh yeah, of course. We got to let the you know the people know what actually happened, man. It's our first one, man. I'm excited about it. You know, see how this thing goes, bro. Absolutely, sure. man. I cannot wait. We got a couple weeks after that. We got another con coming up. I'm excited about. It. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a future episode. Uh, but this week, what we are doing is our top seven '80s games. Top seven '80s games. If you've seen Ready Player One, if you're born in the '80s, if you've watched any of the Facts of Life. We're about to hit your hit your era. And if you weren't, if you're were born afterwards, let me tell you, listen up, because we're going to drop some knowledge on you. Some good classic games that are still worth playing through today. That's yeah, right. It's the roots. It's the roots of the whole thing, man. The roots. The, the roots. tree needs roots. Strong roots. Tree needs roots. I realize, too, man, Nintendo is, is deeply rooted in the game. But, yeah, man, for sure. Top seven. 80s games all right todd why don't you get us started man what's your number seven man i, I never know if i pronounce this right is it ninja gaiden or yeah. ninja gaiden i think it's either or one is it the i really ninja gaiden man. yeah 87 88 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah ninja well, gaiden you know i love you know i love it you know what i'm saying and it's your boy man hideo hideo say it bro i hideo can't say Kojima. it man. No Kojima. <laughs> it's Yoshi Washington or some shit like that. It was Kojima. <laughs> but you know, uh, yeah, Damn. man. It's just that was my first introduction to like really like a, a fire ass ninja game that I got in, in you know in, enchanted by the whole storyline with the shurikens and the fighting and, and the difficulty of it. I mean, those games were more difficult back in the gap anyway. So I figured that's a good way to start out my list. Number seven, Ninja Gaiden Gaiden Ninja Ninja. Man, yeah. it's it's a perfect start. I mean, you got Tecmo coming up as the developer on that. Tecmo's a classic, man. If you ever know Tecmo Bowl, people remember Tecmo Bowl. They did Ninja Gaiden, too. And you want to talk about the original, original Dark Souls? Ninja Gaiden will eat Dark Souls' ass for lunch. That's how tough really? it was. That's, that's I'm, I never played Dark Souls, and that's why. Yeah, Ninja Gaiden <laughs> is way worse. Way, well, in a good way. It's way harder. You feel more accomplished. That's a promise. Everybody talks about Dark Souls this, Dark Souls that. Ninja Gaiden will beat the shit out of you with your own controller. That's how tough Ninja Gaiden was. That's all. But I'm it's saying. beautiful. Yeah, to say, it was beautiful for yeah. the time. I was. It was just yeah. Yeah. Don't, I mean, Ninja Gaiden and, and and Shinobi. Shinobi almost made the list, mm. but Ninja Gaiden had to go ahead and top it out. Shinobi. Shinobi was a good one. Yeah, classic, classic Sega style right there. Classic Sega style. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number seven is a game called Xevious. It's a little game called Xevious. If you don't know what Xevious is, you don't worry because you're not the only one. I promise you that. It's a vertical scrolling shooter. Okay, so if you ever played those World War II fighter games, 1941, 1942, this is the same thing. Except I was way a sci-fi kid. So this was way more interesting because it was Aliens. It was aliens and spaceships and levels that didn't make any sense whatsoever. It's got a great system. There's really no power-ups. There's no power-ups to the, to the guns itself. You are just flying through trying to shoot the shit out of aliens. And I love every second of it. came out in 1982. It's a classic game. You can get it on 3DS. Uh, it was on Namco's Galaga hardware. So it was actually originally designed from the Namco Galaga hardware and manufactured by Atari. It's a classic arcade system. I spent more hours and more time playing this and some of the arcades that I found trying to get the high score. I only ever did it one time, but it forever sticks with me. 
If you want to go check it out, it's available on the Nintendo Digital Market. It is totally worth it, too. Todd, what's your number six? Man, look, with these lists, bro, like a couple of them. Uh, hold on first. One thing I almost forgot when we started this yes. is something about the kids, man. This this is actually really personal and, and nostalgic. This this just these are things that made impressions on me, bro. Like I when I was kind of looking back on it. But um, yeah, man, Excite Bike, man. In 84, remember Excite Bike, bro? Hell yeah, dude. Where you could build the tracks and shit like that. Hell like, yeah. you know, Ninja Gaiden, that was something I play by myself when I get an opportunity. But Excite Bike was one of those games just with me and my partners. We would, you know, see who could make the most difficult track. Then we would run the track. I just remember spending so many hours playing that game. And it's so simplistic. It didn't age well. I think they came out with a they they tried to come out with a newer version a few years ago. Yeah. Um, more than a few now, but it, it could I don't think it could just recapture that type of experience. But at the time when that shit came out, that was like an old revolutionary feeling. The fact that just the fact that you can customize your own track and make your own ramps and set up your, your you know what I mean? And so yeah, Excite Bike definitely wanna gotta be on one of my top seven just most impressionable games of the 80s for me bro man dude you are not lying excite bike was amazing we used to play hours of that growing up too hours just non-stop trying to beat each other it was fan freaking tastic i love excite bike good choice there uh my number six also involves a bike but it also involves rabid dogs death angry neighbors cars and speed bumps my number six is Paperboy. Oh, yes. I love Paperboy. Hardest game. One of the hardest games ever made. Did you ever make it? What's past- your favorite version? What's your favorite version? N- n- the NES version. I love the original okay. Nintendo version. That's still my favorite one. Did you ever make it past the second or the first stunt track? I never could. I never could. Even as an adult, that shit was way <laughs> too hard for me. And then I would be like, you'd throw the paper and you'd crash through the window and then the angry neighbor would come out and i was just like this is too real this is too real for me i'm gonna die in real life and this was really why i never wanted to be a paper boy was because i played and failed at paper boy so much i saw the excitement i can't remember no damn paper boys when i was young i remember a dude driving down the street at 3 30 in the morning throwing fucking newspaper at windows is what i remember nobody doing no damn paper boy shit around my neighborhood but i but i did enjoy paper boy i had it on game boy i didn't have it on um super nintendo Ooh, that's so a good just, version like, too I, well just because you know that this that the same feeling now is kind of adult with the switch i could just take it with me so that was kind of cool but great excellent choice bro i'm, I'm glad you you know I, I know that had to be on your list so i'm, I'm yeah perfect. oh i love paperboy my only question for the audience is what was he putting in his papers that they would break windows that is my only question is how vicious and angry was this paper boy at these people on his route? Bricks of methamphetamine, man. <laughs> that's it right there, man. Just that's it. Is methamphetamine bricks and black tar bricks. That's all it was. Just I hate all you suckers. That's exactly what it was. He was a Colombian paper boy. That's what he was doing. Hold up. Whoa, pump your brakes, brother. Pump your brakes. I meant for working for Pablo Escobar. Pablo Escobar. That's what I'm saying. He was a Colombian paperboy working for Pablo Escobar. That's what was going on. All yeah, right, man. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is going on? James Gunn, bro. Well, what is your number five? Duck Hunt, man. Did you ever watch Boys in the Hood? Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. 
Another 84 game, man. That, that one sold a lot, man. And that, I just remember that one. I mean, come on, man. It was in Boys in the Hood. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But um, And, you know, I just remember it coming. Like, remember it used to come with the split? Like, you get Duck Hunt and Super Mario or whatever. I guess that's why I was the second largest, you know, grossing NES game ever. Just because it was tagged along with Super Mario. But yeah. standing on its, standing on its own. I may have spent more hours with Duck Hunt than I did with um, Mario, honestly. Well, you wanted to use the light gun. Yeah, and then, you know, everybody would cheat and get close up on the motherfucking screen at some point when you get frustrated, especially after the gun started going out after a while, after everybody started fucking with it, and then you just try to pew or your arm gets tired, and you just, you know, everybody had that moral and ethical decision that they had to face at some point. Hell yeah. Got to try to get the high score, not, not cheating, though, bro. You had to step back. You always try to shoot the, the gun. Dog. The gun felt good. You know what I'm saying? Like I haven't yeah. had a like when was the last time you had any kind of experience like that with with new systems? Think not, about it. Not really at all. I mean, that was kind of the only light gun. I mean, the, the Dreamcast had a decent light gun. Because they had House of yeah. the Dead of Dreamcast, but not not the way that that gun felt. Not the zapper. Dreamcast, still one of my favorite systems. It didn't uh it just didn't survive. That, that yeah. uh, you, you're right about that. But yeah, man, not too long of a tangent on that one, man. Duck Hunt, bro, that's my shit. Duck Hunt. The only thing, man, it's got one of my favorite memories of all time because I talked to you about my grandma. But we used to play Duck Hunt together, right, man? She used to get so pissed off at that dog. Oh yeah, my god! See, that's the point. That's what was great about that because your grandmother could play it or the baby could play it. That's and right. It, that's what kind of gave it gave it a shelf life. I think it did. Everybody, you know, and everybody hated that fucking dog. You know what I'm saying? So, hell yeah, bro. He would laugh at your ass. He'd be like, <laughs> you lose. He was like Nelson from The Simpsons. <laughs> God, I hate Nelson. I wonder if there's I wonder if there's a version now with like Michael Vick, he just walks out. <laughs> there's got to be a mod out there somewhere on PC. I swear to God, there's got to be. If not, man, it needs to be, man. Yes. That's just, I'm sorry. I just like, all right, go ahead. <laughs> phone, bro. What's, what's your... Uh, What's next on your list, bro? My number five is a classic arcade game. Came out in 1982. It is Tempest. I love Tempest. Right. This game is such a challenging game. I actually got a chance here in Dallas. I went to the Cidercade over the weekend. They have a Tempest machine. I spent hours on that Tempest machine. Hours on that Tempest machine, beating my own high score over and over and over again. It's just like I did in the arcade back in the day. Once I get to Tempest, if you never played, it's got wire graphics. You're just a ship. You're just a ship flying on a vector-like pattern, and you're trying to defeat these other ships that are trying to make their way up to you to kill you. The secret, though, because the way the joystick is, it's not really a joystick. It's like a round pedestal that spins in place and controls the direction of your ship, and you hit fire, is you just keep spinning that thing as fast as you can and just rapid, just hitting rapid fire. That's the way you cheat. (laughs) It's the way you cheat. There's no skill. I love it, though. Just hit that rapid fire. I felt like a DJ, man, like an old school DJ just playing that game. It's fantastic. Oh, man. What is them 1200s? You spinning them hoes, man? Hell yeah. Chopped and screw, Chopping and screwing. Just nonstop, yeah. man. Pulling paw walls, <laughs> DJ screws out. Everything I can, man, just to get, get through that tempest, man. Trying to get those levels up. Love that game so much. This is a wild one today. This is a wild list today. Yeah. Hey, man, you know you, you know what it is, man. We do it for the people, man. It's a grind, you know, but we're dying. Hell That's yeah. what we do. Hell yeah. What's, with it. what's your number four, Todd? 
Mike Tyson punch out fool. Like Woo. these things made impressions on me, man. That's um soda pop Pinsky. Hell <laughs> yeah, dude. Fuck his name was, bro. You know some I'm racist like, ass names in that game too. Some hey man, that whole game was racist. Like look at Mike Tyson, but like. It's still and Mike Tyson. When I was a kid, like I, I remember, he was probably the first boss that I ever fought that I legit like felt some type of way about. Like mm-hmm. I was like legitimately pissed off that I could not beat that motherfucker. But um, I you know and I just remember beating it at my friend's house and it being a, a fantastic kind of experience because like you got to think at that time, man. Mike Tyson was on superhero level, you know, and I'm a boxing fan still to this day. But not like I was back when it was at his heights at that time. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And he, you know, he was fucking invincible in real life when that game came out. So when the game came out, it was like the dopest thing in history. You know what I mean? <laughs> like at the Hell time, yeah. it was just a lot of fun, man. So, you know, Mike Tyson bits, bites people's ears off, fool. Like, you got to understand that we had a game with him in his prime. And it was the trashiest game in the world in a lot of ways. And it was, I mean, it was racist, but I mean, I love it's the not. names, though. I love the names. The the Japanese boxers, Piston Honda, Piston Honda. <laughs> the, it's so bad. The Indian it's boxer so... is Great Tiger. <laughs> it is just like head shaking bad. But hey, here's the thing: Mario makes a guest appearance, so Mario and Mike Tyson are part of the uh, same are part of the same America, universe. Man, this is America, but you gotta love it, bro. <laughs> 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 Glass Joe, a wimp from Paris, France. That's my favorite See? description. Mm-hmm. It's always been there. But, I mean, for me, classic game. Bro. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. I'm easy, with you. Easy classic food, like, for real. I played so much of this. So much punch out. Ooh, the, I, would, I, I always would lose to King Hippo. You remember Hippo? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. He had that yeah, one he punch. He had that yeah, one punch. He was tough. You just had to figure out that timing, man. But Mike, Mike was the beast with that shit because he was just so strong and yeah. Uh, oh uh, man, he was just so difficult. But I mean, I don't think people understand. Like Mike Tyson, you know, you see him in movies now and stuff like that. I, I think people, younger people, don't understand what kind of power Mike Tyson was back in the day. Like he was a scary boxer. He was a scary dude to face because he was so powerful and so quick. A guy at that heavyweight who could move that fast was unprecedented at the time. Nobody could move like he could. And it was just a beautiful I mean, thing to watch. People that know boxing, well, you could you could make an argument. I don't know yeah. if I would agree with this, but you could make an argument he's the greatest heavyweight ever. You Easy. could. You like, could. You could be on one side of that. Like I forgot which year it was, um, but they showcased a, a video game with trying to prove their point, Mike Tyson versus Muhammad Ali. Game started out that way. I remember that, that fight. You know what I'm talking about? And their styles and Muhammad Ali with his length and his long jab versus Mike Tyson, you know, ducking ropes and coming and hitting you with an uppercut and trying to knock your head off. And that's exactly what he did in in, in Mike Tyson punch out, which is the yep. crazy shit, man. So, you know, anybody want to just go watch old Mike Tyson videos and, and, you know, I don't know, man. That little motherfucker was like Wolverine, bro. It was scary. It was scary, dude. Dude, um, wasn't that? Don't do cocaine, kids. Don't do cocaine. <laughs> No, and and play no. with doves in Japan. No, no, please don't. Busters, busters. But wasn't the um wasn't that simulation built out of the Fight Night engine? Am I remembering yeah. that correctly? It was done from the Fight so. Night. That's engine. why I didn't I didn't want to misquote it because I ain't looking at it because that's what I like. You know that that whole Fight Night series was in my shit. Like it's I a great say, series. It's part, it, 
Yeah, it's hard to come out with a fight night though without like that those big names like yeah. that's out there. Like the guy, you got Canelo, you got Triple G. It's, yeah, it's some people out there, but it ain't like I mean they, you know, Conor McGregor versus uh Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, that's that was the last draw. So I would like I wouldn't mind a resurgence in in some good boxing games, man. But my bad, too far off on the tangent. No worries, man. That was a good tangent. I think we're teaching people teaching people the greatness of Tyson. Tyson. They teaching us. And they teaching me a lot of shit too, man. Teaching me levels of appreciation and gratitude for them sitting down and listening to our motherfucking crazy ass. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, my number four is The Legend of Zelda. The Legend of Zelda. I had to. You know, it's one of my favorite series of all time. It's one of my favorite gaming series of all time. It's the first one is still great. It is still so much fun to go back and play if you get an opportunity to play and you don't. My favorite part about the original Legend of Zelda is we were playing this as kids. It took me probably 11 months to beat this because I was playing it nonstop. But you didn't have a map. You didn't have a guide. You didn't know where to go. You just figured it out. And the most disappointing thing at the end of that 11 months is once you get to the end of the game, he's like, that was chapter one. Now you got to do chapter two. No, turn off. I beat the game. I eventually went back and beat chapter two. But it is such a like it set such a precedent because it took this system, this kind of RPG system that the Book of East established, which is kind of this bump system, and it created this wonderful mythical world and mythos around Zelda, and it created something. Now, arguably, it was more fleshed out when A Link to the Past came out, but you don't have A Link to the Past without the first Legend of Zelda. You don't have modern games without the first Legend of Zelda, and I can make that argument that you don't have modern. RPGs without the first Legend of Zelda. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's like the godfather of them all. That's like the Marlon Brando of RPGs. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, I, I mean, great choice, bro. Like, I, I <laughs> great fucking choice, man. But uh, definitely would solidly agree with that. I didn't get a chance to really fuck with Zelda at first. When it first first came out, yeah. I told you, man. When I was a kid, I had the Turbo Graphics sixteen. Woo. So a lot of a lot of my NES gaming, like initially, it had to be me spending the night at my friend's house, or where like like my barber had uh, a NES, and I used to just find ways to just drag out time with him. And I'll talk about that game shortly. But Zelda, when I finally did get a chance later than a lot of people to like play it. I mean, I fell in love with it because I felt yeah. I, I had already had experienced a couple of other games after that that were clearly influenced by it. So um, it's a game that if you didn't have any other games on Nintendo, you were fine. So, yeah, bro. Great choice, man. I appreciate it, dude. I love that game so much. Todd, what is your number three? Super Mario three. Now I'm cheating out the gate because technically like it came up through a conversation. But fuck it. We do what we want. We bend the rules sometimes. It, it, it technically came out in 88, didn't come out in America until 90, right? It came out in 88, in my opinion. <laughs> there it is, right? It was, you know, it's somebody drinking somewhere. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, you, could buy, you could buy it in America as an import back then. There you go, right? Yeah. And, I mean, you know, this is kind of combined. I mean, of course, you got to pay homage to the first Mario, Super Mario. Well, not the first one, but Super Mario Brothers, which, which started everything out. But for me, this was the one. Like, this is the one that solidified it as being just the coldest shit ever. Super Mario yeah. 3 with the suits and shit. And once they busted that shit out. The Tanuki like, suit? To me, man, bro. And it's like, it still holds up in my opinion. You know what I mean? You know, 
em- we talk about emulators sometimes, but like that's one game that I always want to go back to and have. Like out, no question about Ev- it. So absolutely, man. Every Nintendo system that I've owned that has a retro market that has that available, I've bought it for that system. See, that's what I'm saying, bro. That like, boom, there you have it. Like that's the go-to. It still holds up in my eyes. Like even with Odyssey, Odyssey's a great game, but to me, arguably. You know, I don't know. Is it better? Is it better than Super Mario Brothers Three? I don't. I really don't That's think so. That's a hard one, right? Like, yeah. you know, I mean, relatively speaking, of course, with the technology being yeah. better, the graphics, I really enjoy. You know, the dynamics of the the hat and everything else, and how they set that up. Super Mario Brothers Three was the shit. Ain't that the one? Ain't that we talked about it before? Where the Power Glove got introduced in that that yeah. trash ass movie? Yeah, the, the Wizard. What is it, the Wizard? Yes, the, wizard. the fucking Wizard. When they had the big ass screen and he was playing Super Mario Brothers three, hell yeah, that's dude. the kind of love it was. So I don't want to disrespect Odyssey. You know, I might be just falling in love and having a little nostalgia because this list is cool. Odyssey is the shit. Odyssey will be somebody else's Super Mario Brothers three, but motherfuckers need to recognize Super Mario Brothers three as being what it is, the shit. But that's my number three, bro. That is a fantastic choice, man. Super Mario Brothers three. As recently as last year, my buddy has an original Nintendo. We went. I went over to his house and we played in an afternoon. We played through Super Mario Brothers three together. Like it was one. It was a great time, dude. Still fun. Still a blast. Got the magic flute. Got all the secret shit. It was so much fun. My number three is Ultima Four Quest for the Avatar. Ultima Four Quest for the Avatar. And this weekend, I'm hoping because at Classic Gaming Fest, the creator himself, Lord British. The man who started Ultima is known to come to these things. So I'm hoping, crossing my fingers, that I get to meet this dude, show him my Ultima t-shirt, maybe get him to sign my Ultima 4 box, something. Look, Ultima 4 is a classic RPG. Didn't come until Nintendo until 1990, but it was on PC in 1985. It was on gaming in 1985. Uh, It was on Macintosh, of course, back then. You had the Macintosh. Um, but you also had the uh, the other systems that it was on, the IBMs. Um, but Ultima 4 is just kind of... it. it you want to talk about another game that highly influenced modern RPGs, it's the Ultima series. And Ultima 4 is one of those first games that really challenged the concept of what a game was. Because there was no bad guy in Ultima 4. Yeah, there's monsters and things that you have to fight along the way, but there's no ultimate bad guy. The only goal in Ultima 4 is to better yourself. That is it. That is the goal in Ultima 4 is to become the Avatar by becoming the best character that you can by solving all these mysteries. It's also the first game I ever remember sitting down 1991, 1992 when I had it on the PC and actually getting like a notebook out and writing things down, not just drawing maps, but like hints, like writing hints down, writing where I've been at. It took me forever to beat. It took me probably seven years to finally beat this game. Because there was no FAQs back then. There was no guide back then. You just had to write through it. Because I would play it on and off for seven years, man. I mean, you're talking about 1992 to 1999. But I was a kid, too. I recently replayed it, and I beat it in a couple of weeks. But this is one of those games that forever has impacted me because of how much time I spent playing it and how much time like it developed my own critical thinking skills. You know I'm a proponent of video games and critical thinking skills. This is one of those games that's the perfect example for that sort of thought process. Ultima 4, you are forever in my gratitude. I've played Ultima online still. 
if I get to meet Lord British this weekend. <laughs> just, what, what episode was that? We you just talked about it. Yeah, it was in like episode probably probably like six episodes ago. Something like that. Was it? Wasn't even that long ago. Yeah. yeah, I'm still booting it up once a week too. Like still, like just that's what she said. Few <laughs> but if I get to meet Lord British this weekend, man, I'm gonna. I'm just. I'm. I'm gonna gush just a little bit. I gotta gush just a little bit. But that is my uh, number three. What's your number two, Todd? Man, uh, we're going to keep it real simple, straightforward. Tech Mobile, fool. Tech Mobile. Tech yeah, Mobile. Like, I was saying, man, I was a kid. I didn't, at this time, I had the TurboGrafx-16, but my but the dude that used to kind of cut my hair, that babysit me every now and then, I was living in Baltimore at the time, uh, he had Tech Mobile. So, like, I used to love, like, going, I'd be like, man, I need a fresh cut. I got to go to the, I got to go. I don't know how. I was young at the time, and I had to be what, like, I don't know, man. I was young. I'm old. But now, um, but yeah, man, I used to get on the motherfucking Tech Mobile. I mean, Bo Jackson, anytime anybody ever says anything about Tech Mobile, you gotta, you know, nod your head and pay your dues to your ancestors. Yep. Motherfucking Bo Jackson was Bo the greatest, greatest football player of all time in video game history, other than Michael Vick on Madden. Madden when he was like a 95 speed he's the greatest football player ever created uh, it'll be difficult for anybody ever to beat that shit but i used to love at the time honest admission even as a saints fan used to play with the saints of course um but my other team on there the, the team my go-to team was the atlanta falcons Woo. they that's, had andrew that's some andrew, hard stuff they, right there to say they had, they had not really because i mean they had Deion sanders fool Oh, motherfuckers would go get you know what I'm saying. Motherfuckers would go get the 49ers and shit. You can't stop Jerry Rice. That was another monster. Philadelphia had Randall Cunningham, but the Falcons had goddamn Dion motherfucking Sanders. So because of that, you know what I'm saying. I used to fuck with them like that. But yeah, man, Tech Mobile, bro. I mean, I mean that one. That's pretty. You know, that's just me reinforcing a motherfucking stereotype. But fuck it, some things aren't all that bad. You know, what I mean? like <laughs> Tech Mobile shit, bro. I think I uh, I think that's the last football game I played. As as we promised on the last episode, I'm getting Madden. I'm gonna play it like I'd play Tech Mobile. Can I pick Deion Sanders in the new Madden? That's all I want to know. Players were allowed to kneel in that game too. They would they look like they were kneeling all the time actually because of the way they were the fucking character design. They were just kneeling all over the field, and it was fun and played for hours. It was no problems. Nobody you know boycotted or nothing. Everything was Nobody fine. Nobody cared. You know, nobody cared about brain damage either. Nope, not at all. Have you heard the argument of them actually removing, losing the helmets? Have you heard of that? They're just going to take the helmets off now? Like, that's the science of everything? <laughs> that's the science. It's the helmets that's causing the it's problem. It's the helmets. That's the problem. It's the helmets. We got to cause this. We got to take away the helmets. Give them steel chairs, guys. <laughs> Give them steel chairs. You get old Jim Ross up there announcing it. Yeah. Poor guys, bro. Poor guys. Uh, no. Just keep getting generational wealth for your families, man. But yeah, man, Tech Mobile, that was my shit, fool. Like classic, when, you know, simpler times, straight up and down, man. Hours classic. and hours of joy. Uh, my number two is you've talked about the third one. I'm talking about the first one. It's Super Mario Brothers. Super Mario Brothers, very first video game I ever played. Spent hours playing with my grandmother, God rest her soul. So many hours playing that game. In college, when I had no friends, I would load up a ROM and just play Super Mario Brothers all over again. When I, because I moved to a new city, I didn't know anybody, 
So I didn't have anything else to do, so I would sit there and play Super Mario Brothers just constantly over and over again. You didn't have you didn't have any friends in college, Brian? My first year of college. My first year of college. Your whole first year? Yeah, then I met a D&D group and then we became friends. Uh, <laughs> I still got my dice back from those days. I still got it. Then you had a then, then you had a Stranger Things adventure and that's how you gained your superpowers of podcasting. It and is. That my friends is the story of a legend. It is. That's how Good that's job, my Brian. origin story. Good job. That's my homecoming story. I was passing story. out drinking like MD 2020 showing inappropriate <laughs> movies of myself I made in high school. Now, it was my college experience was terrible, but we did play a lot of Dreamcast. It was it was great. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> I was a real introvert back in the day. Back in the day. Now not so much. But Super Mario Brothers, man, the music sticks with me. Every time I'm doing something, like at work, or I'm doing something at home where I'm having to focus, I will still sing the theme song from Super Mario Brothers. It's just something that's ingrained in me at this point. It's what got me started on gaming. I had to give its respect at number two. Um, It started everything. I mean, it really did. It's still so prevalent, and people still play it to this day for a good reason. You know, unlike the other games on this list, which I think me and you both can agree a lot of people don't play the other games, people still play Super Mario Brothers, including three. Super Mario Brothers still to this day. It's so prevalent. It's still so much fun. Uh, that is my number two. Todd, what is your number one classic 80s game? Man, hold on. First off, to pay homage to you, bro, for real, that's like a, a great choice. Good job, you know, doing a thing, acknowledging Super Mario Brothers. I had to make an honest admission to myself. I realized it's still Sega fanboy in me. That's like, Sonic was the shit, but he wasn't in the 80s. So we can't put him on the list. <laughs> man, Not a great choice. I wish Sonic nah, would have uh, been in the 80s. Yeah, man, but my, my number one is the 1989 version of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Perfect. Oh, man, I That's, didn't even think about this one making this list. That's such a good game. Konami. Oh, Now, this is Konami. Yes, this um, is Konami. You know, uh, it's just... <laughs> I don't know. It was just a classic game. It was it was super challenging. It felt like it was ahead of its time, and I think yeah. it was turning into the 90s. So it was like they had, with this game, they had pushed the, the NES to its max at this point, yeah. like how God of War did with PlayStation 2. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It was that yeah. transition period where things were about to, Super Nintendo was, you know, about to do its thing, like really talking about and, uh, I don't know, man. It just I was just really impressed by the whole experience, especially coming from the movie. Then, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was the shit when it first came out. Boy. Yeah. Like, it that kind of changed the world, especially like in every aspect of entertainment for me. And for whatever reason, that game right there just stuck with me. You know, I love my classic beat em ups and action RPGs and stuff like that. And it was nowhere near like a RPG aspect to it at all. But it, you can feel the the things changing just with the level design and how you used to go into the sewer and being able to drive around in the in the turtle van yep dealing with you know rock steady bebop and just being able to have the different you know types of styles of fighters with the four different turtles it just stuck with me man it was it's just a classic game so you know i always have to put that on the list when you know we put these things together bro that's pretty much my number one it's a great number one, dude. Um, as I sit here, you know, you've seen my bookshelves and stuff like that. I've got up there the turtle van with the entire series in it that I got a few years ago. And it just takes me back, man, thinking about the game and thinking about everything about it and just how many hours I spent going into the sewers. And just 
Man. And I mean, the arcade version was fun. I mean, this list, though, Ooh. the 80s, fool, like the 80s to me, it's so many fucking games. Like, you could just throw some shit up. Yeah. Just depending on where you at. You know what I'm saying? It was a great time for gaming. But, yeah, that, that was my number one, man. man. What's, what, what about you? My number one should be no surprise to anybody who listens to this podcast. Anybody who knows me. I've got the map, the original map still on my wall. My number one is Final Fantasy. Changed the way that I thought about video games forever. Forever. I didn't play Final Fantasy 1 until after I'd already played 6. However, I did go back and play Final Fantasy 1 and still love it. Still love it to this day. Um, But I had to give credit to the Final Fantasy series of just... I talked about Ultima 4 being an influence. Final Fantasy is probably the largest influence in the JRPG market in existence. So the way... That it changed everything. And Western RPGs. The way it affected Western RPGs, they took a lot of elements from it, a lot of storytelling elements. Um, you know, they realized that they could get away from kind of the knights and castles fantasy world. And they could kind of go into these different styles of fantasy worlds. And, you know, you wouldn't have, arguably, you wouldn't have Mass Effect without Final Fantasy. Um, Fucking right. You wouldn't have Dragon Age without Final Fantasy. Uh, you wouldn't have even some of the Bioshock elements without Final Fantasy with the upgrade systems because they changed the way that all of this was handled. And granted, it took a lot from D&D, of course, and JRPGs take a lot from like ancient mythical uh, stories and stuff like that of Japanese culture. But Final Fantasy kind of is the game changer for a lot of people. And a lot of people still talk about Final Fantasy VII. I disagree with it being the best one. I think six is still the best one. But the first Final Fantasy, if you've never played it, there's a great version out there that was released for the Game Boy Advance, and they updated the graphics. You can actually get that on your on your cell phone now. On your cell phone. You can get the first one on your cell phone. Still totally worth every penny. Still a very challenging game. But Final Fantasy, number one, is my favorite 80s game of all time. Uh, that's been this week's list. Todd, do you have any also mentions or runs or anything that you want to mention before we close out? Castlevania, Ooh, yeah. fucking uh, Contra, Double Dragon, Mega Man, Metroid, Tetris. Yep. Tetris. Slash Dr. Mario. Um, Dragon Quest. Yeah, I mean, There's like I said, so man, the list can go on and on. But I mean, yeah, that's a few, of course. I mean, it's Peter Tyler on the list. You know what I'm saying? For yeah, sure. Absolutely. What about you? Any Anything else? Any, any honorable mentions for you? Any Any honor? Yeah, definitely some honorable mentions, man. Pac-Man, Donkey Kong, the original Mario Bros., which was still a little fun arcade game. Uh, Centipede, Frogger, Miss Pac-Man, Cubert, uh, Spy Hunter, Joust. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah, Outrun, Outrun. Outrun. Oh, that's so good. That is so good, Outrun. Bubble Bobble, Bubble Bobble. I spent more time <laughs> playing that on arcade than a lot of other games. I knew her. I knew her. I knew, her. I knew that. It, uh, Star Wars, the arcade game. Yeah, cut, you can cut that one. <laughs> <laughs> Ghosts and Goblins, Zaxxon. It just goes on and on. The original Rampage. The original Rampage. Oh, man. Yeah. So many hours. Great choice. They, I mean, they just made a movie about it. So, you know. So yeah, good. Yeah. R-Type. R-Type. You can get that on. R-Type's in the Sega Genesis collection on PS4. It's totally worth it. Totally worth it. Ode to the 80s, man. Ode to the 80s, my friend. Ode to the 80s. We could have called this the uh, Ready Player One Memorial List. Ready Player One Memorial List. Uh, (laughs) But that's been this week's episode of Skip the Tutorial. 
Make sure to join us next week where we're going to be breaking down everything we got to see at the Classic Gaming Fest. And another, until then, we want to say the thing that we always say at the end. Stay humble. Stay humble. Stay humble, folks. Yeah. Yeah.